Welcome to Doing Good Business, the podcast where personal and professional development meet. I'm Laura Heacock, a leadership coach and talent acquisition consultant, and I'm joined every week by my co-host, Kelly Stewart of The Positive Business, training you to bring positive business practices into any company. Doing Good Business is the podcast that teaches you that doing good business is not only possible, it's profitable. Hey, everybody. Happy 2020. Oh Holy moly! Right, right? And uh, welcome back to doing good business. We are uh, continuing to do good business in uh, this new year, and as new we decade. have been promising, yeah, mm-hmm. new year, new decade. As we've been promising, we are starting the year off with a bang. And our topic for January is disruption. Uh, we're going to talk about our ideas on disruption today. Mm-hmm. We have an amazing guest coming out in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Her name is Mary Alice Duff, and she is, if you look up disruption in the dictionary, I'm pretty sure her picture should be there if it's not right. already. Right, and because it's the Doing Good Business mm-hmm. podcast, it's positive disruption. Positive disruption. disruption. Is, I mean, it is yes. just off the charts. So, you know, there, there's no spoiler in this, just to tell you that when Laura and I were finished speaking with her, because and throughout the whole interview, I mean, I, I was just completely lit up. It's like a kid in the candy store. Completely just, lit up. yeah. Yeah. And, you know, our word of the year is activate. Mm-hmm. And I was activated. I was so positively inspired and mm-hmm. activated Me by too. what she's doing. So um, we want to talk to you a little bit about positive disruptions, mm-hmm. just kind of give you some context and background for that so that you will be completely set up and ready to have your your socks knocked off. Yeah, absolutely. So Kelly, positive disruption. Tell me what it means in, in your world. What do you think of when, you know, you hear the phrase, positive disruption because that is and i'm glad you clarified that because mm-hmm. disruption sure. probably in it to together. most people yeah to <laughs> most people has a negative connotation like yes. oh that was so disruptive you know don't be a disruptive child oh, so there right. be quiet right right but we're really talking about um and mary alice is a great example of this again mm-hmm. next uh in two weeks positive disruption and you know like we said on our year-end finale companies that aren't doing business in this way are going to at some point be left behind. So right. when we think positive disruption, Kelly, what is that, you know, okay. what well, do you I define it as? Well, I think part of the disruption, right, um, when we look at it as not positive, I think part of that, why people do have that kind of, uh, mm. that fear-based response mm-hmm. is because it's generally some type of like unwelcomed innovation, yep. right? So it's probably the way the taxi companies felt when Uber came around, mm-hmm. right? Things Good like point. that, where people yep. are like, oh no, they're disrupting mm-hmm. our market or our industry and because people aren't necessarily prepared for it. Yeah. But at the heart of disruption, is innovation. Mm-hmm. And at the heart of positive disruption is creating real value for others. We've talked mm-hmm. about this many, many times on our podcast. For those of you who have missed the definition, real value is in some way, shape, or form truly improving the lives of others, mm-hmm. right? So that's your, you're doing something that is really very different, very positive. And here's the secret, innovation, positive disruption, happens most often at the ground level. Mm. So, you know, we don't judge on doing good business, but companies that have been around for a very long time, they just, by nature of their scale and their longevity, have a harder time sometimes innovating. Mm -hmm. 
And one of the best descriptions I've ever heard of this actually came from Jerry Seinfeld. And he said that innovation happens because people are answering the question of, what am I sick of? Yes. Right? Yes. What am I sick of? And that's where it starts to come from. And typically the established companies, they aren't sick of anything Mm because it's all working really well for them, Mm -hmm. right? And it's stable and predictable and their shareholders happy because of that. And there's a great article in Inc., which is where Jerry Seinfeld's also mentioned in that. And also the founding partner and CEO of an innovation consulting firm, Maddox Douglas. And he advises people to, and here we go, embrace the hate to innovate. Oh, I love that. Yes. Yeah. Because that's really getting it. And both questions really work for doing good business because you could be um, a manager, a leader, a work somewhere. And you're just, I hate it when... Mm-hmm. In, you know, insert your thing there. Right. Well, guess what? That's your first inkling that there's room for positive disruption. Yeah, I agree. And I think I've heard that in, you know, the marketing world and online business, a lot of people will tell you like, what is it that frustrates you? Mm-hmm. And start from there. Like, I don't know that you build a whole business, but look, you know, all sure. of these companies that are now known in the industry as disruptors, Uber, Lyft, mm-hmm. Airbnb, you know, mm-hmm. all of these companies that are really, truly disrupting whatever industry they're in probably started with something, you know, you couldn't, mm-hmm. I live outside of Philadelphia. I have a friend that lives in the city. There is now an app for a whole bunch of different Philadelphia taxi services that have banded together in response to the See? disruption of right. Lyft and Uber, because what was the frustration? It's so hard to get a cab. You can never right. get a taxi, therefore enter Lyft and Uber. And now the mm-hmm. older existing, you know, let's just do it the way we've always done it. Businesses are starting to catch up and right. they have had to innovate because of the disruptors. So, right. Which yeah. is really cool. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think it's it, what you said too, when you embrace the hate, because what really bugs you is bothering somebody yes. else as well. Yes. And when we talk about, and, and everybody talks about, you know, it's not about selling, it's about the relationship building. And we spend so much time cultivating relationships. I love you, man. No, I love you, man. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they sign on the dotted line, but signing on the dotted line is like a six inch contract yes. that doesn't really say I love you and trust you, man, right? So it could be something like that. You Mm -hmm. could be in sales and say, hey, you know what? I really hate it that I've got to go back to Mm -hmm. my brand new client Mm -hmm. and say, would you mind signing the 6,000-page contract? Yeah. Right? So that's an opportunity for positive disruption Mm -hmm. within your company. Mm -hmm. Poof. Yeah. There you go. You know, I think a lot of the work that I believe in is, and I wrote about this in uh, a few months ago, but using kindness as a disruptor. Kindness and yeah, as a disruptor. As a disruptor because Love you know, it. when you think yes. about, you know, stodgy leadership and, and Kelly, you really educated me about the old fashioned command and control, you know, kindness is not the thing that you think of. Kindness right. is, you know, you think of somebody that's glaring at you, you know, in my experience, glaring at you if you walk out the door before six <laughs> o'clock, glaring at you if you walk in at <laughs> 805 glaring at you if you have the audacity to go to your child's event you know things like that like kindness is a disruptor in leadership and i don't mean you know hopefully our listeners know by now but like my brand of kindness is not the quiet you know sit by the way the wayside like my brand of kindness means that you make inclusion a priority and you Mm -hmm. give women a seat at the table and you ask for the voices of the underrepresented populations and you specifically seek them out to be in your team because you believe in the value of diversity and Mm -hmm. you know pretty much every study that's ever been done on it says that you should believe in it but just in (laughs) case you're not up on the research let me summarize it for you but that kind of kindness is really a professional disruption and there's this great 
it's just an internet meme and I wish I could find some sort of attribution. So if anybody knows the attribution for this, please contact us on the contact us page at doinggoodbusiness.com. But I've seen it and it's so true to me. Your first reaction is habituated and your second reaction is your higher self. So that brings us to the power of the pause. Right. Because how do you get out of that habituated reaction, which is probably because we're wired this way, what is safe? Your brain equates safe with familiar and familiar is the same and the same is not innovative. So how do you get out of that habituated response? You've got to give yourself a second. You've got to stop before you flip out at your employee who messed something up in the big presentation. You've got to stop before you reject a new idea because it could never be possible because the taxi cabs are already getting all the business. You've Mm -hmm. got to give yourself that space to pause And I love this because what makes it a disruption is that we're so used to rewarding people for their quick response, Mm -hmm. right? We live in this instantaneous world. Instant gratification. Exactly. I love it. And the pause could be considered a weakness, right? Right. Where somebody else is going to swoop in and fill that space for you. Um, But instead, it's it's a a very wise, Mm -hmm. compassionate, Mm -hmm. kind thing to do. And that's mm-hmm. what makes it a disruption in a world where everybody's just spouting off as fast as they possibly can. Right. Love right. it. And taking a second to really be thoughtful in your response yes. is one of the most powerful ways to, you know, first of all, disrupt, but also to take your power back because you are literally giving yourself the tool that you need to get out of that habituated, you know, react, 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 react response. Mm -hmm. You can't have a thoughtful conversation when you're coming from that reactive place. Maybe, you know, fight or flight is activated somehow. There's something Mm -hmm. going on inside you and you're just going to react. When you want to respond and you want to be thoughtful and you want to give yourself the chance to disrupt the status quo in a positive way, to potentially embrace innovation, that is the first step. You know, Tara Brock's book, um, Radical acceptance is is amazing. She spends a significant part of it talking about the pause. And if, you know, I've said in in the early days of my business, like if there's nothing else that you learn from me as a client of mine, it's, you know, it's pleased to pause. It's Mm -hmm. to just give yourself that moment to respond and, you know, to stop over committing, but really to stop in the business world from continuing the status quo because you're just reacting all the time. So let me segue off of that and let's take that pause and put it in a, a separate other equally important Mm -hmm. context, Mm -hmm. right? So you've got that, you're in the moment, you're having that one-on-one kind of conversation. The pause can also happen, and we've seen this happen, with companies that pause to reflect Mm -hmm. on what's going on that they don't like, and and they have an opportunity to flip it Mm -hmm. then, right? And if you don't pause, you just keep doing it because that's the way it's always been done. We know the death knell of every company. That's the way it's always been done. You keep having postmortems. You keep having blah, blah, blahs. You don't do things in the way that, Kelly, I know you do things in your business, which is looking at things from that very different perspective of, very different. but what works? What works? And and what if we could? So a couple of companies come to mind because this is why positive disruption is important to doing good business. So as you're listening, to this podcast and and your creative juices are already starting to flow, right? Here are some ideas that you can springboard, some case studies you could could look at. Interface 
is a company that makes carpet, not any kind of carpet, but they are into commercial carpets. And so they were very cognizant, as I understand the story, of how much ends in the landfill. Mm. Because when companies come in, they rebrand, mm-hmm. out goes the carpet. Yep. A new organization moves in, out goes the carpet. Mm-hmm. So what they did initially was they started designing the carpet tile so you would only have to replace the wear pattern, mm. right? Then they took that pause. Mm-hmm. What else can we do, mm-hmm. right? And they started making carpet out of recycled carpet. Cool. So there's an example. Great company. You can check that in. We'll put them in the show notes. We'll link um, to all the of these notes. awesome things in the show notes. Cascade Engineering. This is a manufacturing, com- manufacturing company that is solving difficult challenges that will improve our community, our environment, and our financial prosperity. That came right off their website. Hmm. With a commitment to culture that includes anti-racism, return to work, nice. which is open hiring, which uh-huh. we've talked about here on the podcast before, and welfare to career initiatives. Wow. Now, that's creating value for people. That's a Mm -hmm. positive disruption. I can only imagine in an industry where you don't necessarily think manufacturing, you think widgets, Mm -hmm. right? And so here's a company that's doing positive disruption in a very unique way. Companies like Seventh Generation, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? So they make plant-based cleaners. Now, I'm not sure that they were the first company to do that. So I'm not sure that they were the first to disrupt the industry, but I know they have been doing it for about 30 years. And interesting note, as I research these things, which you know I love to do, (laughs) um, is that they take their name from the great law of the Iroquois, Mm. which was simply states that in every deliberation we must consider the impact of our decisions on the next seven generations that's amazing right that's amazing. and so imagine this i wasn't there mm-hmm. i don't know this is factually correct but i think it's reasonable <laughs> to just think that if you're in the business of making cleaning products mm-hmm. you don't necessarily think let's use plants right, right. so there somewhere along the line mm-hmm. that was a positive disruption right and we just love that think about all the guests that we have on our show i mean oh my, oh my goodness right yeah so all in some way they are part of a positive disruption mm-hmm. in their industries whether mm-hmm. it's nolan painting mm-hmm. the largest residential painting company in the country because they have full-time on staff right exactly because they're not contracting exactly back Mm -hmm. to earth compost crew colleen felicki curbside pickup you don't want to compost i said to my husband a few months ago i said oh i want to get a bucket for my friend colleen i want to start composting he looks at me and he goes I mentioned it years ago and you didn't want to do it. I'm like, exactly. I didn't want to be bothered. I still don't. Colleen's going to come Come and get it. Come pick it it up. That is a disruption that has made me able to run my home in a better way. Makes all the difference in the world. And again, if you remember that episode, just uh, if you could even just do that in your offices for your coffee grounds right. and your tea bags. So yes. if people are a little creeped out by it all and they don't want the food there, just that alone makes a huge difference. We've got Mel Carson, yeah. who is just doing fabulous things with, with his marketing agency mm-hmm. and, and the the, the approach yeah. that he's taken and the way he really does support the whole person. Mm-hmm. Then we've had all these great consultants who by their own right, right, they're helping business leaders transform or create some type of positive disruption within their companies or their mm-hmm. industries. Lakita Williams of mm-hmm. Cowork, Jennifer Brown, Jennifer Brown Consulting, Katie Wright from Right Cause, yep. Jamila Medley, Philadelphia Cooperative Alliance, and Maury Fontanez of 822 mm-hmm. Group. And that's just a handful, right? So the positive disruption is out there and it's absolutely essential 
to doing good business. And that's why we are so excited about our next guest because she's disrupting the fashion industry Mm -hmm. in a profoundly and intentionally positive way. Well, and I think part of, you know, activation being the word of the year, and we've talked a lot about Mm -hmm. growth and all of that, you know, Kelly and I have been talking a lot about, you know, our mission and our, you know, our goals for this podcast. And, you know, part of the disruption that we see ourselves as being a part of is how do we make the world a better place through doing business? And that's really the disruption that, Mm -hmm. you know, all of the amazing guests that Kelly had just mentioned and all the people that are coming up this year and beyond, like there is a way to use business to make the world better. And that's the world that I want to be a part of. And, you know, I do believe that the old companies are going by the wayside. And I do believe that the behemoths that are not adopting things like this, you know, Mm -hmm. what was the company that you just met? Like to go so far, you know, everybody is now talking about, you know, diversity and inclusion and, and, you know, people get it, but Mm -hmm. to go a step further and to have anti-racism policy. Right. Exactly. That That was cascade engineering. Like, Mm -hmm. and not like, please, if you're not even doing DEI, please start doing that. Right. Right. But to continue to ask yourself the question, you know, to Mm -hmm. be disruptive, even when you're doing great. Yeah. One of the guests that we're going to have coming up in March, um, she works for a company called Energage, and she was talking. One of the reasons that we love her, as she had shared, you know, yeah, we do this well, but how do we want to do it better? Mm-hmm. You know, we do this really well, you know, but we established a, a culture committee because we want to do it better. You know, what are some of the ways that we? Can, they're well, opening a new office in a specific geographic location because they want to do diversity better. And there's oh, their existing area. That's it's awesome. not the most diverse area. So right. this is one of the things, and it serves other business purposes as well. Of as course it, it should. does, as it should. We want you to be profitable. We want you to yes. use this positive disruption to be profitable. And yes, we want you to be thinking about more than just profits. You, you touched on something there that I think is really vital too. It, you know, when she was saying like, we want to do this, right? Mm -hmm. When you start to really paint a vivid picture of what that looks like, it is so important because as we know, Mm -hmm. words create our worlds, Yes, right? So if it's just that kind of fleeting thought, it Mm -hmm. doesn't get as much attention. But when you can really say, well, where is it going to be? Mm -hmm. Where are we going to put that new office? Mm -hmm. What's it going to look like? How Mm -hmm. many stories will it have? Mm -hmm. Who do you think will come into it? Now you're really starting to create something Mm -hmm. that takes on a life of its own, right? Right. And really starts to move it forward. Mm -hmm. And that's how you start to develop your plan for getting there. And like Mm -hmm. we've said before, you know, what levers can you pull Mm -hmm. in your organization that will help you start to do it right away? You know, I I can't wait to talk to her because that's going to be a a great thing. Yeah. And I think it's true. Like once you have the vision and you have an idea, you know, and the destination changes and and it is going to be different. And of course, you know, continue evolving, but the steps to get there start to become more clear because if you don't have an idea of where you're going, everything looks like a good idea. And then you get some shiny object syndrome and then you lose your focus and and all of that stuff. So use your, um, you know, your activation, like use your energy to first come up with that vision. And then the steps do appear. They do. And they should feel like if you're doing it in the right way in terms of building on your strengths and what's worked in the past, they should feel like natural next steps. Mm -hmm. And that's really important because you know, unless your company has the luxury of completely reinventing itself, something like a micro innovation mm-hmm. is a good place to start mm-hmm. because there's cost involved with innovation. So anything that seems like a bridge too far will also probably be too expensive mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. So you want to pick something that feels achievable and it will probably be less expensive. And the other thing that 
I think is really important around all of this is you have to tell the story Mm -hmm. when it's done. And that's Mm -hmm. why I'm so happy that we have guests on our show who can tell their stories because not only does that help you build relationships with your organizational, your organization stakeholders, right? We're committed to diversity. We're committed to Mm anti-racism. We're committed to making carpets out of used carpets, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But the less obvious, but just important, just as important part of that is in telling the story, if you're really going to do a case study so Mm -hmm. that you can tell the story in marketing, it helps you to chronicle how innovation happens in your organization. Mm -hmm. And that's really huge. And so we're going to put in the show notes, there's a great video from um, a sustainability expert, Leith Sharp, that I'm going to um, hook into because not only does she tell a great story about how many people it takes to change a light bulb at Harvard, (laughs) but she also talks about how important it is to innovation to have an adaptive operating system within Mm -hmm. your company. And even in a small organization, you've got to create that space where you can foster the innovation. Because again, unless you have the luxury of Mm -hmm. completely reinventing your organization, you still need a little bit of that command and control because that's what allows you to do what you do well and mm-hmm. repeat it, mm-hmm. you know, uh, rinse, lather, repeat. But you need that pocket of innovation where other things are coming out of that. And so it's a great way to do that. And then, of course, you know, I always have to end these with, and of course, you're going to want to define how you'll measure the outcomes of what you're doing, because <laughs> I don't want to disappoint anyone who thinks I'm not going to talk about measuring what you do. But um, what do I think? Even if the oldest companies know, I think probably the earliest story I ever heard of innovation in the business setting is 3M and the sticky note yes, story and yes. you know that is exactly illustrative of the point you were just right. trying to make like giving that space for innovation letting that be a thing that yes. people do and i think the the next step beyond that like right. i know companies that have innovation labs and they tend to be islands out on their own and they don't ever right permeate the rest of the organization. It's almost mm-hmm. like this, you know, like prison cell of innovation, but nothing ever, you don't see it from the re- the outskirts of the organization. And I think that what, at least from the outside looking in, what 3M seems to be doing well or was doing well is that that innovation actually becomes part of the larger organizational thread. It does. It's not just, here's Absolutely. the innovation lab. Okay, you guys go do your weird thing. You get right. 20 minutes a day. It's and like, then come oh my pitch God, it to us like we're a shark tank, right, you know, in right. your own org- Or it never makes its way right. out until yeah. it's like a product launch. It's not woven in the fabric of the organization. Right. So letting your disruption be having that innovation be mm-hmm. a part of the fabric of who you are, you know, if mm-hmm. that's if that's where you're at with things. Absolutely. And with the positive disruption, really what you're trying to measure many outputs, right? And and Mm -hmm. later in the year, we're going to Mm -hmm. talk about the difference between outcomes and outputs. But you know, there are definitely outputs to measure. But then really, what you're trying to answer is, did we do it? Mm -hmm. Have we actually improve the lives of others? Right. How have we created real value? And that's where your customer stories come in and your mm-hmm. stakeholder stories. And and sure, I do wish that the sticky notes were maybe a little bit more recyclable. But, of course. But let's just say we didn't know how dire mm-hmm. the, the whole environmental situation is right now. Let's go back 20 years mm-hmm. even to when post-it notes, I guess it was like maybe 35 years ago. Yeah. 40 years ago. Yeah. They're middle-aged now. Mm-hmm. Think of all of the strategy and consulting mm-hmm. and facilitation that would not have been made possible uh-huh. if we could not put all of our post-it notes right. up on the right. wall to exactly. catalog our ideas, right? Exactly. So did they improve the lives of people? They certainly 100%. did. Right, mm-hmm. you know, so that's really what, no matter what it is that you're going to activate, 
doing good business word of the year, well, no matter what it is that you're going to activate in your organization, when you're talking about positive disruption, you really want to say, how did we do that? Mm-hmm. Did we actually move the needle and pull all of those um, good stories together and talk about them, share mm-hmm. them? Yeah. And I think, you know, we talked about this really briefly um, in our end of year. One of the most important disruptions that you can do for yourself is just ask, mm-hmm. you know, look for look for ways to get support. Mm-hmm. Ask the hard question, you know, take a risk, like use that as your positive disruption. I mean, I would say, you know, Kelly and I, and we don't tell our origin story on our website for doing good business and we really should, but like, that was really just a disruption. We met at an event. I thought Kelly was great. She was the speaker. I introduced myself. We planned the lunch. We did that thing that entrepreneurs do, which is checking out each other's websites. And I was like, huh, you ever thought about doing a podcast? And Kelly said, huh, I've had a mic in my drawer for a year. And our first lunch became a podcast planning session. And here we are like in our third year. So like, and you can't ask for better than that. And, and that also rolls into topic for a different day, you know, but we have talked about it, trusting your intuition, right? Because when we were finishing each other's sentences in mm-hmm. that first meeting, mm-hmm. and we were excited, and our hands were flailing, and we're jumping up, and yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I thought, Oh, no, we're doing something together. Yes. But we just didn't know what it was yep. at that moment in time. Yep. But yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. And it's great to have that support. I've said it before, you're you're so wonderful. Uh, Laura is absolutely great for me, not only in pulling me out of my comfort zone, testimony <laughs> to her wonderful coaching, but creating that space where it's okay, mm-hmm. you know, that, okay, so if I didn't get that quite right, that's okay, mm-hmm. you know, and I really have appreciated that as I've learned more about mm-hmm. actually podcasting. Yeah. And I have to say, like, I am not a strategic planner. I That is not my forte. But when we do these things, you know, part of the way Kelly positively disrupts my life, like she gets me thinking about these things. I never heard a word of the year before. I didn't think about, you know, like we sat here for a couple hours and planned, you know, through the end of this season, which goes out through June of this year. And we're already talking about season three. And I brought that into, you know, my own business and coaching and thinking about what I want for my business in 2020. And again, you know, when you can see the how, or I'm sorry, when you can see the destination, the steps start to emerge appear. So, Mm -hmm. you know, as we leave you in this first episode of a new week, month, year, and decade, you know, we want to disrupt your thinking. We want to disrupt your leadership. We want to disrupt your strategic planning. We want you, you know, can you use kindness as a disruptor? Can you strategic plan from a positive angle? Can you look at some of these amazing examples like Interface Carpet and Cascade Engineering and Seventh Generation and all of the guests that we've had, you know, Back to Earth Compost Crew and the amazing people that are solving mm-hmm. problems because they're starting from something that is like a head scratcher or something that pisses them off? You know, right. how can you exactly how can you create positive disruption in in your business and in your companies this year and you know come back in a couple of weeks name it flip it yeah start to frame and really paint the picture of what you do want yeah Yeah. awesome go forth and disrupt in a positive way and uh here's to starting off 2020 with a bang thanks so much for listening to this episode of doing good business designed to bring out the best in you and your company We welcome your reviews and ratings and would love to hear from you. Send your comments, suggestions, and questions through our online form at doinggoodbusiness.com. Stay in touch with us on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. The Doing Good Business Podcast is brought to you by Laura Heacock of Laura Heacock Consulting for all of your coaching and talent acquisition needs, and Kelly Stewart of The Positive Business, helping you incorporate the social business paradigm into your company. Learn more about us and our respective services at the Doing Good Business website. 
Thanks again for listening. And remember to expect good things from everything you do. 